Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Zoon Roshan, 7-30 the game, 97.5 FM. Bobby Rosensky, Mark Yarborough, and Molly Cotton right now. Head over to the guest line, talk some football, NFL, and college as we bring on former Penn State Nittany Lion. That is Mr. Reggie Walker. Reggie, good afternoon. How are you? I'm doing great, Bobby. How y'all doing? Uh, doing well, Reggie. Uh, just talking Panthers, draft, and the quarterback situation. A lot of mocks. Probably the most, Reggie, have had Carolina going with Anthony Richardson out of Florida with the ninth pick. Is that a pick that you would sign up for if you're Carolina? No, I don't, I don't think. Look, Anthony Richardson, from what I've understood, yeah, there's a lot of physical talent, but a lot of what I've heard is he's a little bit more of a project than he is ready to go right now. And I think for this football team, you've got a defense with guys like Brown and Chen and Burns. Uh, obviously, they've got to figure out what they're going to do with Shaq Thompson on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, obviously, Dante Jackson just got a new deal as well. Uh, J.T. Horn eventually going to have to get paid. You've got a defense that has a lot of pieces right now, and you need to try to win right now. And if Richardson's not a guy that's ready to plug and play right now, which personal opinion, I don't think he is. Can I be wrong? Absolutely. Uh, I don't think that is the right direction to go for this football team. I understand that they need to find a long-term solution at the quarterback position. And if you want to go all in on going in the draft, I get that. Um, but if that's the case, then I guess you got to give up the farm, go up to number one, get the guy you really, really want and like the most, and then hope it works out. But uh, you can't stay at nine, end up with a project, and, and, and be a little bit wrong in that maybe he doesn't turn out or it takes him – you know, because what you can't have if you're this football team is a Daniel Jones-type situation where the first four years are worthless, year five's good, and now you got to decide whether to pay a bunch of money based on that when you've already paid all those guys on defense. So I think they've got to be careful what they do there. I would not be the one, if it were me, looking to sign up on the Anthony Richardson pick. Reggie, just last year they drafted Matt Corral, another SEC quarterback in the third round. Injury early in camp knocked him out for the year. I didn't think they handled him very well before that with the Baker-Mayfield-Sam Darnold competition. Is he still someone worth trying to see what he can do at that position? Well, you know, that's a very, very interesting point, right? You look at and I don't want to – I'm not comparing uh, players at all here, but you look at some other guys that have been – you know, sort of later round picks. One of the easy ones to look at is, uh, you know, when the, the team in D.C. 
had RG3 and Kirk Cousins, and they decided to go with Kirk Cousins, who eventually obviously left after playing uh, with some franchise tags and the like. But, you know, he was the second-round pick, and he showed he was ready to go. Uh, so they were able to go with him, and financially it was a, a boom for them and all those types of things. But, you know, you look at Corral, the thing that it tells me if they're not really ready to, to kind of go that route, right? Like, we haven't seen anybody come out and make the bold predictions or the comments I heard you guys talking earlier about the, the Tampa Bay offensive coordinator and Kyle Trask and the whole point guard thing. We haven't heard any of that about Matt Corral. We, have, we never heard that from Mike Vrabel about Malik Willis. That's concerning in terms of whether or not they believe in those players. So if you're not ready to say things like that and really show that you believe in that player – uh, then to me, I'm going to take that as you don't. And so if I'm Carolina, I, I feel like what I'm seeing is they don't believe necessarily that Matt Corral can be a starter franchise quarterback in this league. And again, that becomes a wasted draft pick. And you start to wonder if you can go all the way back, look at a guy like Harrison Bucker, the kicker. And I know it's, it's, it's apples to oranges, but why are you drafting a kicker, especially to cut him? Reggie Walker now joining us on the afternoon rush. And I know you talk your concerns there with Anthony Richardson. Is he the quarterback you have the most concerns about, or who do you look at towards the top of this draft where you're not sold on? Yeah, I'm not sold on him. I think I have even more concerns about, to be honest, or at least the same level of concern with Will Levis. Uh, Will Levis was a guy that, you know, there was a lot of conversation when he transferred from Penn State. He went to Kentucky, had that pretty good year. And then this past season, they had some issues in the running game. Running back gets suspended. They're not as effective in the running game. They have to lean on him more to throw the football, and the level of success is not there as they had the previous year. That is concerning. Anthony Richardson, he, he had some flash plays at Florida, but by and large, their offense was inconsistent with him under center. I know last year, new system, new coaching staff, I get all that. But guess what? This is the National Football League, and there is a, a chance that – if an offensive coordinator has a great year, you're staring at a new offensive coordinator or a new quarterback's coach. So he hasn't shown me necessarily that that adjustment is going to be a smooth one for him either. And everybody feels like they we just want to throw a parade for the Panthers coaching staff and how Frank Reich has surrounded himself with a lot of successful guys, a lot of talent among this coaching staff. How much of a difference can this coaching staff make for the Panthers next season? I think coaching staffs, a really, really good coaching staff, Molly, if you've got a, a, a solid group of players from a talent standpoint, I think a really good coaching staff probably get you two, two more wins uh, than, than you probably would generally have. But again, we don't know who's going to play quarterback for this team. We don't know who's even going to run the football for this team. So when you look at it from that standpoint, yes, I like the coaching staff, but it's still going to be relative to what they have at their disposal. And right now we're still a little bit not sure, to say the least, as to what they're going to have at their disposal on the offensive side of the ball, particularly, obviously, at the quarterback position. Reggie, we heard from Ejero Averro today uh, speaking, and as you look at this defense as they transition to a 3-4, and you look at the personnel, and look, this might be a hard question to answer right now because the personnel certainly can change through the draft and free agency, but do you do you like the personnel makeup of how they can handle this switch to a new defense? 
obviously they're going to have to add some guys in the draft that are more natural for some of those positions, but I feel like Brian Burns can be an edge stand-up guy. Gross Matos physically is probably more built for being a stand-up edge guy as well. Uh, Shaq Thompson can play either of those inside linebacker positions, in my opinion, also. So when you look at this football team, yeah, they have pieces. I think Derek Brown is athletic enough to be able to step outside and play that 3-4 defensive end, 5-technique kind of guy. I think he has that kind of ability. Do they have to go get some more of those types of guys? Absolutely. And then in the back end, you know, DJ Dante Jackson is going to be a nickel or slot kind of guy. J.C. Horn, we know what he can be. We've seen production from all of those guys in that secondary, so not as much of a concern there. But, yeah, they're going to have to, have to add some pieces, particularly in that front seven. But I think still and in, in, in true, when you've got Brian Burns on one side, you can rush the passer a little bit. Reggie, you brought up uh, Daniel Jones a second ago. The Giants certainly got some decisions to make about him and Saquon Barkley. When it comes to Barkley, if you're the Giants, would you entertain trading him instead of tagging him or doing something with his contract? Yeah, anytime it's a running back, you got to entertain if somebody's willing to trade. Because if you're going to get backed up against the wall for money, you're not going to do it at running back. Now, I think they can kind of finagle it a little bit if they decide to go the franchise tag route with, with uh, Saquon Barkley. Because if memory serves... The tag on a running back is only about $10 million, $11 million, something like that. Is that a big number? Yes, it is. Is it an out-of-control number in terms of the salary cap, especially considering the fact that it's just, it just went up to almost $225 million? No, you can still navigate that. What you don't want to do is put yourself in a situation where you're on a franchise tag with the quarterback, Daniel Jones, at $40-plus million, and he cannot deliver – the goods at that position. We know what Saquon Barkley can do when healthy. We also know how up and down Daniel Jones can be when healthy. And that is a concern because Daniel Jones has always been up and down. Saquon, when healthy, has been a really, really productive football player at that running back position. Reggie Walker here on the afternoon. Rush, Reggie with the franchise tag. A lot of questions about what Baltimore will do with Lamar Jackson. Do you think Lamar plays for the Ravens this upcoming season? You know, I keep going back and forth on this one, Bobby. This is a really, really tough question, but I'm going to answer it this way. I think he does, but I think he does, likely does it under the franchise tag with the stipulation that they cannot and will not franchise him a second time, and he plays one year, one more year in Baltimore, and he walks cleanly in free agency after the 2023 season. But I can see a high-level scenario where he ends up going to Atlanta or somebody like that uh, for two first-round picks with that exclusive, with that non-exclusive tag, where the other team would have to give up those two first-round picks. Reggie, college football, there's uh, some proposals on the table, perhaps, to try to speed the game up. Uh, those proposed rule changes, which ones do you, are you in favor of? I'll tell you the one I'm not 
not in favor of. They they must be lost their mind if they want to keep the clock running on incompletions. Yeah. Man, please. That's, that's ridiculous and absurd. What they need to do, don't nobody need a 20-minute halftime at a college football game. You ain't got that much going on. You don't have that many promos. You don't have that many people to honor. Cut the halftime down to 15 minutes. And I, if memory serves, the number they were talking about with the games was like three hours and 21 minutes. You cut five minutes off of it immediately by doing that. I, I do like that the clock continues to run on first downs outside of two minutes. I would keep that rule in place. And then other than that, I, you know, there's not much else you can do without fundamentally changing the sport. But there is no way on God's green earth I'm going to agree to keeping the clock running on incompletions to speed the game up. That's not going to help anything. Reggie Walker, former Penn State Nittany Lion. Follow on Twitter at rwalk13. Reggie, always appreciate the time. Thank you very much. Anytime, guys. Y'all take care. I was waiting for a shot. I know. That, I was, know. that was it. Shout out, shout out to his suite at the Ritz-Carlton or something like that. I thought maybe we would get there uh, from Reggie Walker, but always appreciate Reggie's time. We got an hour to go. What's trending? Coming up next.